We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. My name is Craig from Florida. I recently started listening to the show, and I absolutely love it, particularly discovering new movies from y'all. I recently went on a string of movies based on Malignant, like Why Don't You Play in Hell, Basket Case, and Evil Dead 2, movies that I would describe and that I've seen described as having bonkers energy. I'm curious to know. What are some of your favorite movies with bonkers, explosive energy, chaos, just great energy all uh, around? Thanks. Thanks, Craig. And thanks for finding and listening to the show. We greatly appreciate it. And as far as recommendations, I think as far as bonkers off the wall, we might be able to help you with more than a few of these options. Uh, let's start with, uh, Zena. What's some of your bonkers off the wall suggestions? Well, I do have two suggestions. Um, the first one is the movie Beyond the Door from 1974. The soundtrack mm-hmm. is insane. The dialogue is ridiculous. Um, a lot of things happen. That's just like, what is happening? So that's, there's that one. Um, and then another one, Mausoleum, which I think I spoke about previously. Um, I'll just, I won't spoil it for anyone but just know that there are demon boobs and i'll leave it at demon that. boobs <laughs> yes uh how about you megan um i feel like any early peter jackson like mm, I, mean, I totally dead thought alive, dead alive uh, yeah. meet the feebles although that one is that would that contest your gag reflex uh bad taste obviously <laughs> Those all bring bonkers energy. And then one that 
I think it's overlooked. Um, Witching and Bitching by Alex de la Iglesia. That one is... Witching and Bitching? Witching and Bitching. Yeah, I think that the Spanish title is less catchy. It's like the Witches of Zagaramundi or something like that. But (laughs) Witching and Bitching sums it up pretty well. Nice. Uh, Yeah, I was thinking... I kind of went all over the board as far as, as far as like the tone of the movie too. Yeah. Because I started thinking like the green room. I think that's pretty bonkers high energy. Not not silly crazy. No. The energy is high. Yeah. <laughs> it's high energy. Um. Then I th- then I went the other way. I thought Reanimator is a good way to go as far as crazy popcorn. Currently on Shutter, watching right now. Uh, not talking about this week. Probably don't have to talk about it in general. I think I've spoken to it before. Has that stopped you with Hell House LLC, though? So <laughs> People need a break from me. Uh, um, uh, Mandy, that's definitely yeah. a different kind of bonkers, high energy. Yeah. Um, really, any horror movie with Nicolas Cage, you're going to get some crazy <laughs> energy. Like uh, Ghosts of the... What, what was the one I just watched? Prisoners um, of the Ghost Land. Yeah. Yep. That's a... That's something. That is a different kind of horror movie. Uh, so yeah, I think the, I think that's a fairly good start. I think like so. As far as yeah, like as far as playing catch up on some of those. If you need more, feel free to reach out to us. You can call us or shoot us an email. I'm sure we can give you more options. All right, call two. Hey everyone, it's uh, Mark in Pennsylvania. I uh, absolutely love the show, and I was wondering your thoughts on brand new cherry flavor. I thought it was a fantastic short series, and I was kind of curious if it's going to come out with a round two. Hope everyone has an awesome day. Love the podcast. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. I haven't watched this, so I can't say anything to it. I'm sure Zena and Megan are more than capable of filling in all the gaps that I provide in this podcast. Megan, how about you? Um, I... I liked it. I liked it a lot. I The body horror, the kittens, the the black magic, and, you know... It's funny that this question comes up, or maybe we're on the same page, but there is some kind of news that's tangentially related to the series that comes up later this episode. Ooh, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Stay tuned. What were your thoughts on it, Zena? Uh, I'm right there with Megan. Like, I really did enjoy the series. It's very weird. Um, yeah. You know, very weird. There is one of the most uh, disturbing sex scenes I've ever seen in my life yeah. in this series. It it made me very uncomfortable. So, and you I don't know. know. I was just uh, gonna say I don't know if there's going to be like a second season. I mean, not not in a mean way. It's just I think that they should just end on that on the note oh, that yeah. they ended. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, I was just gonna add that like I think that there are certain words that kind of get overused a lot to describe something else, and mm-hmm. you know, like Lovecraftian and <laughs> Kubrickian. Uh, Lynchian, like David Lynch is one that does Cronenbergian. Get... Yeah, yeah. But like David Lynch gets thrown out there a lot too. But I think that actually definitely applies here. Uh, I don't think that that's just kind of hyperbolic. Uh, I do think that there are literally shots that are replicated from his body of work. So it's intentional. It's not like this is a film language I'm loosely grasping at here. So I think that works. If you like David Lynch... This is this is definitely a horror show for you. That's funny. I was literally just talking to my wife about that. Maybe, well, not just. I suppose it was like two or three weeks ago. She's like, have you seen, um, uh, oh, man, why can't, uh, Eraserhead? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. she's like, what, 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 
is it as crazy like she read a little something on some ranker list or, or or buzzfeed list or something she's like what is it really weird i'm like yeah so well, what's so weird about it? i'm like i can't mm-hmm. i can kind of tell you but you need to watch it which is what so, david lynch is really funny to me because he his tonally his films are mostly very similar especially like the music and, and just kind of the oddity of it all but some of them are just straight up bananas and <laughs> eraser head is a strong example of that speaking of bananas welcome to the bloody disgusting podcast everyone the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world and to discuss the disgusting you know her as lead movie critic for bloody disgusting horror movie fanatic and journalist megan navarro hey megan hi and you know her from youtube channel and website real queen of horror and her infinite love for the genre zena dixon hey zena hello and i'm john if you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do our quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe the things that will make you smile too. So, you know, what's been filling your heart this week? So, um, there's a video store, well, that's in Tampa called Viper Video. And there used to be Grindhouse Tampa, but then they moved away to Tennessee and broke my heart. But now there's a new store that's there. <laughs> and um, I decided to go in, you know, um, and just browse through some stuff, which I think I told you guys this. So, I decided to rewatch this movie um, that I've never heard of before, uh, actually buying the movie. So, this was like my second time rewatching it, called Fatal Frames from 1996 on DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, in Italy, an American director becomes the prime suspect in a string of grisly murders, which bear a striking resemblance to the way his own wife met her demise. So there is this uh, music director named Alex Ritt, and he is hired to work with this pop sensation. Um, her name is Stefania Stella. Whoa. You know, that's a, right. It's like she's like Doja Cat of the 80s <laughs> or 90s, you know. So it's pretty cool. And so it's like a great opportunity you know, for him to do that. But then uh, there's this mysterious killer that's going around killing off the crew in like the worst kind of way. (laughs) Like it's like, and then they're blatantly like pointing it all at him. And it's like, at one point I'm like, well, maybe it is him. I don't know. You know, Um, just killing off the crew, just killing off the crew. Like how are they going to get the music video done? You know? (laughs) Um, But yeah, so the police obviously becomes involved and um, he's just pushed to these games where he has to like find out who's doing this because they're not letting him go home and he's just a target for the police and this video killer there, you know, this person's on the loose. Um, So what's pretty cool about it, the cast, you know, uh, Donald Pleasence, he's in it. Um, There's a cameo from Angus uh, Scrim, Lene Quigley's in it. Yeah, um, it was just icons, huh? Yeah. And I've truth be told, I've never heard of this movie before at all. And there was honestly, there's nothing special about like the uh, the poster. You know, when I saw the DVD, I just never heard of it. And at first I thought it was going to be like the video game Fatal Frame. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's it's not at all. So, um, which is pretty cool. But you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's it's like a Jallo. It's very cheesy. There's big hair. There's neon lights. Um, very eighties. Yeah, very eighties. And it was it's funny because it was made in like 1989, I think, or no, like it was the early nineties. But then it was released like 1996. And what's cool uh. about it is the director. Al um, Festa. He won like this Lucio Fulci contest, and Lucio Fulci watched his movie. And he gave a thumbs up. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it was a really nice watch. Um, It's just very wonky. So just if you want to check it out. (laughs) Sadly, it's not streaming anywhere. It's just, you know. May we all have Viper videos. 
somewhere. We all need one. Yeah, that's um, really cool. So then the next thing I checked out, uh, the Swedish horror mystery, uh, The Evil Next Door, a.k.a. The Other Side from 2020 on Hulu. Um, new to stepmother role, new to her stepmother role, Sharon moves into a duplex with her partner, Frederick, and his son. The home uh, feels like the right place to start, you know, for a family. Uh, but then because the, the father, he works a lot of nights. So sometimes he'll have to be gone like days at a time, you know. So this woman, she's, you know, with the son. I don't want to say stuck with the son, but they have like an awkward relationship. You know, the boy's mother, she died and, you know, Sharon, she doesn't want to make it seem like she's trying to take the mother's place, mm -hmm. but she's trying to like establish a relationship, you know, um, with the kid. Things are going well. It's a great looking place, but clearly, you know, something's going on. Something's going on. And they got the house at a at a pretty good deal. So you already know. And apparently this one is based off of a true story. Like, you know, they always tell us that. But um, and always be worried if you get a house for a good deal. There's never been a horror movie that started. I got overcharged for this house, and then horrible things mm -hmm. happen. And matter of fact, with my um, brother-in-law, him and his wife and son, they moved to San Francisco, right? And he asked. I heard him on the phone with my husband. He's like, "Yeah, we found this house, and it's just such a great deal." And you know, <laughs> and then he said, "Well, the reason why was because there was someone who killed themselves in the house. Do you think we should take it?" And I kind of just looked, you know, where it's just kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you should, you know, but live your life. Um. Anyway, sorry, sidetrack. If this movie, if you like movies. No, that, I'm um... very, this is a very fascinating story. <laughs> is it? We need follow-up to see what's going no, on. No, I know. He ended, up, he ended up not getting it. They, they found oh. another house. You know, and plus, um, his son, you know, I've been trying to like scare him into horror. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's was very scared. So he didn't want to, you know, and I'm like, why? I can yeah. send you a Ouija board. But yeah, no, I'm the worst aunt ever. <laughs> See, and he would have been the kid in the horror movie. That's like, mom, dad, we got to move. Something's not right about mm -hmm. this. And place. no one will listen. It'll, be, it'll turn into a goosebumps episode, you know, where the parents are oblivious, but no, yep. not um, such a good deal. We're going to stay. <laughs> But if you like movies uh, where there are creepy kids and evil lurking, you may enjoy this one. And what I thought was really cool about this movie um, is the fact that, like I said, they didn't really you know we always talk about hand holding. They don't hold your hand with this one at all. You know, and I remember checking out some reviews because I've never uh, watched the movie before, obviously. And there were a lot of people who were just like, well, I want to know more about Sharon. Like they kind of just leave us floating about her. Like, and I kind of like that they don't give a backstory about her. You can clearly see that she cares about the father and that she cares about the son and she wants to like create a relationship with him, but not trying to intrude, you know, like they would every single night, the son and fall that they would sing this song that his mom used to sing to him. And I understand like she didn't want to like, you know, butt in. Um, but yeah, she pretty much ultimately has to battle up against this dark entity. So there's a lot of creepy shadows, um, that's in this movie. And, uh, I don't remember his name, but we spoke about him before. Um, I can grab it right now because this is a really cool part with it. Um, Troy James. I know how much you like him, oh, Megan. Oh, yeah, I do. He, He's in he's in this, you know, he plays this dark shadowy monster man person. He's in so the good at monsters. He is. He is. But truth be told, though, it was just a really straightforward, you know, familiar story. But I enjoyed it. So that's what I checked out. Awesome. 
I'm checking out my cat eating shoestrings. Um, I I watched a couple of new releases. Uh, the first one is Torn Hearts that will hit digital on uh, May 20th on Friday. It is um, a Blumhouse slash Epics kind of team up. And it is basically this kind of chamber piece. These two aspiring uh, country music duos, these two women, they call themselves the Torn Hearts. They get a lead that, um, you know, their, their country music idol played by Katie Siegel. She, um, she's been a recluse ever since her sister died because they were a popular, um, like they were country superstars. And then there was tragedy that hits and that, you know, one of the sisters died and she, the other one became a recluse and they get a lead on where she lives. So they go to kind of see if she'll be their mentor and it kind of turns into this crazy like there's something not right about this lady and it just gets more and more uncomfortable and uh and you know i think adding any more to that would probably venture into spoiler territory because it is such a simple story with a small cast but um i thought it was pretty fun and i really liked these crazy women <laughs> and um and then i checked out men which hits friday uh, hits, hits theaters on Friday. And that one is, in the aftermath of a personal tragedy, Harper retreats alone to the beautiful English countryside, hoping to find a place to heal. But someone or something from the surrounding woods appears to be stalking her. What begins as simmering dread becomes a fully formed nightmare. Um, this is by Alex Garland, who directed Annihilation and Ex Machina. Uh, so... I think that already should give you an idea of what to expect because he, he does surreal. Like that is his thing. And this one is his version of folk horror. Uh, it's definitely his more overt entry into horror. Like the other ones dabble, they're like sci-fi or they're, you know, genre bending sci-fi. This is full blown horror. I think that the horror elements work really well. It has, um, really bonkers final act. Um, I think thematically it's kind of a bit too enigmatic for me, um, but just the horror alone and the performances, like Rory Kinnear plays at least like six, seven, eight different characters. He's all of the men, pretty much. Um, <laughs> he's really good at it. He's really good at it. So yeah, that one's that one's worthwhile. Can't wait for that one. Woo-woo! Yeah, is it as bananas? What uh, <laughs> just bananas seem today? I guess. <laughs> as the commercials like make it seem, or yeah, maybe because you just see Rory in most of it, and you're like, "What is happening here?" Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's there's a specific movie in mind, a specific British '80s movie that you will never guess what I thought of after watching it, and I'm not going to say because I don't want to give anything away, but. Mm. Uh, okay. It, there's a lot that they they do withhold, especially with that third act. That's like, oh, we went there. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> All so, right, this is where we're at. Okay, this is where we're at. All good things. Awesome. Yeah i I spent a few days out in Colorado and finally got to visit the Stanley Hotel. Nice. Or as my wife pointed out, the hotel that I kept referring to as the Overlook. <laughs> <laughs> And like every time I wouldn't even like think, I wouldn't even think twice. And she'd just look at me and I'd be like, what? She's like, what's the name of the hotel? Ah, Stanley. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> it's the, it'll always be the overlook to me. Um, 
took a ghost tour, got a chance to see uh, No Sleep Podcast do a live show, did a little climbing and like hiking and just beautiful weather out there. Absolutely loved it. Would love to go back. Nice little hotel. Really liked Boulder. Hadn't been to Boulder in like 20 years. I forgot how nice like Boulder is. Um, so yeah, good things, Colorado. Way to go. Doing a good job out there from what I saw from the two very specific spots that I was in a very specific time of year. Very nice. Um, so I didn't have enough time to see both movies that I was assigned this week, Boo. unfortunately. I'm like, I know. I only Boo. got a chance to see one. But I did watch one on the flight or a horror-esque movie on the flight uh, to make sure that I got two in and I'll start out with I'll start out with the one I watched was Perfection. The only reason I watched that first because spontaneous I did watch the trailer and it looks really really good and I'm looking forward to watching it next week is because the Perfection was ten minutes shorter and I just I had to put something on. So starting with Megan's pick from last week, 2018's The Perfection. When troubled music prodigy Charlotte seeks out Elizabeth, the new star pupil of her former school, the encounter sends both musicians on a sinister path with shocking consequences. Honestly, that's about as good of an IMDb synopsis as you're going to get without giving anything away in this. Yeah. Because holy crap. See, now, once I started watching it, I had heard about this before. So I knew... That was super twisty, but like that was about it. Okay. But holy crap. Talk about layers on on layers of uncomfortableness. <laughs> <laughs> like you're at first it's kind of like, oh wow, this is really uncomfortable. Then you're like, oh my God, what happened? This is uncomfortable. Oh my God, no, this is so much more uncomfortable. And then it's like, then it ends with like, what? <laughs> and to the point where I almost feel like I can't say anything about this. Because I feel like beyond the synopsis of what I just gave away, I feel like I would just give it away. Like you, you can probably maybe just go out and like watch the trailer, understand that it's maybe the twistiest movie I've ever seen. Cause I almost feel like there's like five twists or so in it, maybe more. Maybe they're not twists, they're reveals. Um really interestingly done the music the music is a focus of it anyway but i noticed i really noticed it stood out because it shifted at the end to like a uh like like uh like heavy metal rap or like a heavier like rap. suddenly at the very very end like during the third climax of the movie here so um great acting i really loved uh the acting across the board it was equal parts like sweet and sinister and nauseating and horrific there was maybe one part where i'm like okay i saw that coming but like that was it and the rest of it was just like i don't get what is going on they're doing a really good job of just like bait and switch just constantly and which maybe in its own way is a giveaway so people just can be waiting for okay okay but what is this but what is this? But even then, it's it's good. It's it's a it was a good it was an easy movie to get lost in and just suddenly be like, I was literally working on a spreadsheet and like, what is happening? Like, I can't <laughs> focus on this right now. So good pick. I'm glad that I watched it. It was definitely there was definitely some uncomfortable parts Woo-hoo. for sure, um, but not horrible considering how much worse it could have been. 
the the parts that I would have considered to be the most horrible, they kind of just leave up to your imagination and literally like unfocused <laughs> in, in a couple of parts. So, but yeah, great pick. Now I can see, I can't wait to see if spontaneous spontaneous. I didn't realize it was kind of like a horror comedy until, and then I saw the trailer and I was like, Oh, just not enough time. And it would have been but, a great double feature. That would have been a great double feature. Like that would have been a really good balance, especially like as a palate cleanser afterwards. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, pal- palate cleanser. I don't know. It looked cute. We, Maybe the trailer is. I way can't off say base. anything until you yeah. see it. You have to see ah, it cr- next week. Next week, I promise. It is like it is queued up and ready for me. Okay. Uh, what I did watch on the flight out is, well, I had to watch the Spider-Man movie because I want to go see the new Doctor Strange movie. And I figured I'd be totally, not totally lost, but fairly lost without seeing it. Probably not so. lost at all. <laughs> <laughs> I would, it's Marvel. It's like, all right, go watch it. Yeah. Give us money, but you'll be okay. Uh, but on the, on the flight home, I got a chance to watch The Green Knight, uh, a particular favorite of Megan's, as I recall. Big time. This is 2021's The Green Knight, which I saw on Delta Airlines. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's on Hulu if you're watching or listening. Is it on Hulu? I'm pretty sure it is on Hulu now, yeah. Oh, I think I saw that. And I was like, oh, cool, The Green Knight's on Hulu. And then I totally forgot once I was... Oh, I Thanks, watch Airplane! Some That's right. Thanks. Yeah, I got a chance. Whatever. Uh, a fantasy retelling of the medieval story of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. And really, that's all you're going to get from the synopsis. If you're not familiar with Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, shame on you. How are you listening to this <laughs> podcast if you haven't been listening to <laughs> oh, yeah, 14th we... century English literature? <laughs> totally. As a person who did actually take an English medieval literature class in college because I was weird uh, and had a teacher who could speak Old English, boy, is that strange. Because it's almost like, not not to belittle the situation, but it kind of sounds like someone having a stroke. Because you kind of understand the words and the syllables, but you don't. Not the movie, Old English. No, I know. It's very strange. I'm, I'm just yeah, alarmed it, that that's, that's the comparison. <laughs> it's like... To me? Oh, it, yeah. Because it's strange. Because like, the words almost sound right, but not quite. And then some words make sense. Anyway. Uh... I did not know what to make of this movie when I was watching it. Okay. I kind of had to sit back and, and I, I did go back and I reread uh, the the poem mm. and I was like, oh, this is really good. Like, because they did stay very true thematically to it, but at the same, ta- at the same time taking departures from the source material. But it was a lot closer to the source material than I remembered. Um, at least as far as like the big, the the big bullet points of the story. Uh, and the part that really sold it for me besides, um, who, who's the Lord who shows up in the second act? Joel, Joel, Joel Edgerton. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, who is in, I am convinced that between him and Patrick Wilson, they are in every movie that's been made since like 2005. (laughs) They are in everything. It's amazing. Uh, I love his performance. He, I really like him as an actor anyway. Um, but there's there's a very end scene, kind of, <laughs> where that is so beautifully shot 
that and it's a very beautiful movie in general mm-hmm. like it's very it's not overly complicated but thematically it is like kind of big feels it's it's kind of a soul searching like personal quest sort of thing so i've it felt heavier to me than a lot of movies not just because of the themes because it's something difficult politically or socially or whatever or brutality none no, of that but there's a weight to but it, it there's an absolute weight to it. There is that heaviness. And I think part of it is credit to the cinematography too. Like there is that like kind of gray, damp feeling. Like I kind of imagine medieval England was like, or England now might be like, I've never been there. I don't know. Can't wait. Go sometime. <laughs> if you're listening in England, I love you and welcome you with open arms. I wasn't disparaging your country. But it was, there was a, big feels but the feels really culminate at the end and it ties back to like a an earlier line where it's just like oh my god that was so good and it was i mean i don't know if understated is the right word it didn't feel it was kind of like an epic movie that wasn't presented like an epic movie it's an epic movie but it's all one character and it's an yeah. internal kind of conflict it's an internal drive type thing yeah. so it does you know it's like an epic story but like a very small self-contained uh kind of personal journey so it's, yeah it's interesting contrast. and it, it's horror adjacent yeah i would say at best yeah um but that said, if you have any interest, if you like any sort of like medieval, like Arthurian type you legends like Excalibur? or Excalibur, exactly. It's, uh, like just heavy thematic, like feels like just something, I don't know. I, it was different yeah. in a really good way. We don't really get things it, like this. You don't, especially where the environment that they're walking through, like they're not calling it out. They're not talking about the weather or anything else like that. But there's something just about the atmosphere of the movie that I'm, I'm I mean, I was sitting in the middle seat of an airplane flying between Colorado and Minnesota. And I was like, this is making me feel things. <laughs> and it's not, it's not always oh, this person's shoulder touching mine. No, it's very tactile, textured. It, movie. it is. It was, it was really great acting. It was tied together beautifully. Not like the poem. It does not in the same way as the poem, but. Well, question, is it safe to watch on a plane? Like, I know. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, around others, because they may be like, what are you watching? You know? Uh, I, yeah, I think so. I mean, there is like a blatant cum shot, but. Oh, uh, oh see, I didn't see that. So there so you on go. The flight, you have oh, a tiny okay. airplane screen and people aren't going to pick <laughs> up on that. And the theater, you will. Yeah, all I saw was a shutter. So that was that was Delta's editing. Okay. Oh, so evidently, there you go. There so you go. on a flight, you're safe. Okay. <laughs> In your own home, maybe have a discussion with your kids at some point. Okay. Never hurts anyway. Oh, talk talk to your kids about stuff. It's, <laughs> it's nature. It happens. Um. Okay. Before we move on, what do we watch and how do we watch it? I checked out Fatal Frames uh, from 1996 on DVD and Evil Next Door, aka the other whatever. Oh, that was that sounds mean. <laughs> Let me okay, say that again. I'm sorry. That's mean. Okay. I I watched The Evil Next Door, aka The Other Side on Hulu. 
I watched Torn Hearts and Men. Both are out on Friday, the 20th. And I watched The Green Knight on Delta, but I also believe it's on Hulu. Yeah. And The Perfection, which that was on Netflix. That was Megan's pick. Okay. So for next week, I am going to roll over uh, Zena's pick, unless she wants to throw another one on top for me as penance for... <laughs> No, just, I want not. you to in, in, enjoy uh, Spontaneous. Okay. I am looking forward to watching Spontaneous. And so, Megan, do you have another pick for me? Have you seen Love and Monsters? Ooh. Uh, what's super high-level synopsis? Uh, Post-apocalyptic because a meteor hits and transforms all the bugs into giants. No, I haven't. It's also on Hulu, and I think that will make a splendid double feature with Spontaneous. Yes, it will. Interesting. Have fun. <laughs> I will. Love and Monsters on Hulu and Spontaneous on Amazon. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nyx.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. All right, enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan? Good grief. So much. I don't, we don't even have the space to go into everything. I feel like May, Friday the 13th, is the only Friday the 13th in all of 2020, and the horror world just kind of acted accordingly. Um, oh. 2022? What, what year am I? I don't know. But yeah, there, there's only one. And so this has been an insane week for horror news, which means that I'm about to drop some stuff, but I recommend checking out Bloody Disgusting um, because there's a lot I'm not going to be able to cover. So here's some of the highlights. Um, Adam Wingard's action slasher, The Guest, sort of got a sequel this year, which we talked about in the form of a soundtrack, The Guest 2 original soundtrack. It was a, a fo official follow-up project that took the form of like another synthwave i think uh when we talked about it the cover kind of gives an idea of what they were going to go for mm -hmm. however um wingard recently suggested in an interview that 
putting together that soundtrack may have very well lit a creative fire under uh, himself and writer Simon Barrett. Yay. And yeah, Wingard also noticed uh, or noted in that chat that the guest star Dan C- Stevens would love to do it and suggested potential project may not even take form of a movie. Uh, he said, maybe the more interesting thing isn't doing a sequel to the guest. Maybe it's doing a limited series, something we could really sink our teeth into. Uh, of course, I'm tying this around to the actual headline here um, because this was dropped this week. But Wingard would probably know what Stevens thinks uh, about the guest and how willing he's to, you know, to come on board for a sequel because the actor is signed on to star in Adam Wingard's Godzilla vs. Kong sequel that is set to begin shooting in Australia this summer. Um, Plot details for what this sequel is going to entail is under wraps, but obviously Godzilla vs. Kong released last year and made a ton of money, um, which is all the more impressive because it also released day and date on HBO Max. So, yeah, fast track to a sequel. So, Stevens and Wingard are teaming up for Godzilla vs. Kong sequel. Hopefully, that means we get a Guest 2 sequel in the future. Um... Uh, Prime Video and Blumhouse Television announced the upcoming slasher horror film Totally Killer. The film is a continuation of a deal forged by the two companies in 2019, and it's going to star Kiernan Shipka, Olivia Holt, Julie Bowen, and Randall Park. Uh, Nanachka Khan is directing. That's the director behind the Netflix rom-com Always Be My Maybe. Um, The film follows Jamie, whose mom, Pam, is terrorized by the resurgence of a Sweet 16 killer, a masked maniac that slaughtered a group of teenage girls in the 80s. With the help of her friend Amelia, she travels back in time to 1987 and teams up with the teen version of her mom to stop the killer. Back to the Future meets Scream, perhaps? Definitely gives me some Final Girls vibes with that description. But uh, I like the cast, too. Um, Man, people are really liking the time travel stuff lately. Yeah, slashers too. So we're getting all sorts of stuff. Uh, But Hollywood also continues to mine their IP for franchises to retool, and 20th Century Studios has again called upon the Antichrist with plans for the first Omen, an official prequel for their Omen franchise. Legion and brand new Cherry Flavor episodic director Arkasha Stevenson <laughs> will be making her feature directorial debut. So there's your callback. Uh, brand new Cherry Flavor has is now going to be invo- like crossing over into the Omen. I can see so that. That's really cool. Yeah. She also directed every single episode of Sci-Fi's uh, Channel Zero Butcher's Block that season. Nice. So oh, okay. there you go. If you need a little bit more incentive to, you know figure out what she's done, who she is. Um, The original 1976 classic, which starred Gregory Peck, Lee Remick, and Harvey Stevens, followed an American ambassador who believes his five-year-old son is the Antichrist. The pick spawned two sequels, 1978's Damien and Omen 2, and 1981's The Final Conflict, as well as a 2006 reboot. And then there was, like, the TV show that I cannot remember what channel that aired on, but that I think that only lasted a season. Um, This prequel has actually been in development for years. Uh, Back in 2016, uh, Antonio Campos was in negotiation to direct the prequel uh, with David Goyer and Phantom Four on board to produce. At some point, Chad and Carrie Hayes, who are behind like Conjuring 1 and 2, were also brought on board to develop. Uh, Their idea was to explore how the son of the devil came into our world as a creepy little human boy. 
Which, all of this is to say that there is no plot details as of right now other than this is what they're doing and who's attached. Um, but I, I'm kind of curious to see that because if you recall the omen, it was like the devil had sex with a jackal and that's how Damien was born. Like, I need that story. <laughs> Like, give me. I need the making of. Yeah, give me some craziness. Like, the devil had sex with an animal, and boom, here's a human creepy kid. How does this work? I don't know, but there's some horror there. Uh, and the news that Xena has been waiting for uh, us to discuss. Yeah. Um, there was an Easter egg in this year's Scream. It was literally a blink and you, you'll you miss it moment uh, when they show the screen of like the YouTube screen where Jack Quaid's character is watching Stab 8 and there's Flamethrower uh, Ghostface and there's all these little videos on the side. One of them is of Kirby Reed surviving as broken like it was an interview by Bloody Disgusting. So, hey, we're canon. <laughs> um, so it, it basically confirmed what Wes Craven had always said is that he believed that Kirby Reed survived uh, which makes sense because Scream 4 you cut away before you you never actually see her body um, so we're taking that further into she, she survived because Hayden Panettiere she's going to she signed on for the sequel it, it makes Yay! her the first legacy character announced so far like officially announced so far uh, Panettiere joins the previously announced returning players Melissa Barrera Jasmine Savoy Brown, Mason Gooding, and Jenna Ortega. That's like the four surviving like uh, newcomers. So the brand new movie uh, that's set to go into production very soon. Uh, Scream Saga continues with the four survivors of Ghostface killings as they leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter. That's the only plot details we have. Um, I can tell you the entire world it felt like was rejoicing at this Kirby news. Zeta. It's just It's just so great because this is what we wanted. You know, and it's just people have been saying it for years. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't I don't want to know anything else about her character. I don't want to know what she's been up to. I would rather just watch. So yeah. I'm going to actually I actually muted it on Twitter because Fair. I don't I don't want any anything disturbing my joyous its moment. So, yeah. I'm still waiting on Stu. <laughs> I know I'm the, I'm like the only one, just me and Matthew Lillard waiting on it. I mean, but. I don't think you're the only one. I think he's just a little bit uh, harder to sell because, like like I said, Kirby, she was also a fan favorite. One, she mm -hmm. was not a killer, and two, they 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 cut away. Like you see her get stabbed, but you never see an aftermath. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I've been hit by worse things than a TV, and I'm still kicking. <laughs> Have you? Do we need to mythbuster yeah. this? I don't know that I still I want to keep getting hit by TVs. <laughs> Wait, keep getting? How many hits? <laughs> well, I don't want a continuation of all the things I've been hit by just to be like, ah, Stu could have lived. I know he was stabbed and, and stuff, but... I don't know. I want Stu. I want Shocker Stu, frankly. Just let me write the fanfic and turn it into a movie. <laughs> and you could be a dead body in it. <laughs> oh, man. Wouldn't that be like a double win for me? What if yeah. that's the trade-off? You can have Stu back or you could be a dead body and scream. Do I have to get hit by a TV for either of those things to happen? No, this is this is the simple choice. Why do you keep throwing <laughs> TVs in there? <laughs> you said we had to myth bust it. <laughs> yeah, but I moved on to giving you a choice. 
if you listen, could maybe between... I want to get hit by a TV right now. I feel like you <laughs> now really you're planted do. Seed. You are really begging for a TV <laughs> on the noggin. My wife has said similar. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say dead body. Love Stu. I want to be a dead body. Yeah, okay, fair. Because I know the likelihood of Stu coming back is less than me being a dead body in some horror movie at some point. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I got a better shot. Okay. okay. House LLC. We're waiting your call. Yeah. Oh God. In fact, I'm I'm one step closer that there might be there might be I have no idea once the editing is done. I might be appearing kinda slightly in a way in the new Never Hike Alone movie. Ooh. I know. <laughs> It doesn't count because it's not my full body, but it's close. I'm getting there. You are. All right, listeners, your turn. Are you tired of saying of a person saying that they like Stu more than Kirby? I know most of you are. Are you hoping that the new Adam Wingard's Godzilla vs. Kong involves even more child exposition? <laughs> I know I'm not. Do you want to know why John wants to get hit in the head so bad with a TV? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Find out on the Let's... next episode of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Same <laughs> noggin channel. <laughs> Let's hear about it. You can call or text us at 224-475-1040. The number is also in the show notes, or feel free to email speeddisgustingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, Zena is going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clue us in on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, what should we be watching? So, this one is for you, John. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> on Thursday, the 19th, the found footage phenomenon will be available on mm. Shutter. So this is an independent documentary that um, chartering the origins of found footage of the found footage genre, tracking it through the technique's current form, and asking what the future is. Ooh. Mm. Okay. Right. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it was so. It might be the outwaters. We might have already talked about it. Okay. Then we also have on Friday, the 20th, uh, men will be in theaters. Megan, like, I was going to say raved. Is it raved or raged? Like, ah, I loved it. Okay. Well, she I don't think it. I raged. You she wasn't mad. to me in I your did mind with Zeta watch it. <laughs> well, she liked it. She liked it. So we Mikey uh, liked it. it. She liked that one. It'll be in theaters. And then also Torn Hearts. Uh, that one will be hitting VOD. That's another one that she highly recommend. And then also we have Love, Death, and Robot Volume 3 hitting Netflix. So after two incredible volumes, uh, the team of Love, Death, and Robots, they're back with a third one. And this one, if you don't know, it's like an experimental animated series. And apparently, I, I didn't watch the second season, but the first season, it's pretty cool because they reorganize like the episodes based on what you watch on Netflix. So, oh, okay, yeah, which is hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, so that um, is if cool. you like, yeah, if you like experimental um, uh, type of series, because it, it's it, there's some horror um, elements, but it's like sci-fi too. It's action. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, there's going to be nine episodes upcoming. And then also on uh, Friday, the 20th, we have Death Spa from 1989. It'll be available on Arrow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> gruesome deaths begin to occur at a hip Los Angeles health club. This movie is insanity. So <laughs> It's so weird. It's it is. Awesome. It's, it's very awesome. You know, check it out. And then we have just two more coming our way. So on Tuesday, the 24th, we have Uma. It'll be available on DVD. A woman's quiet life on an American farm takes a terrifying turn when the remains of her estranged mother arrive from Korea. Then we also have X. It'll be available on DVD, which we Yay. all love this one. Yes, we so do. 
Yeah, and then also Bloody Disgusting TV, you know, now available at bloodydisgusting.tv or Screenbox is available for you and your eyeballs. Yay. Cena <laughs> cares about Both your eyeballs. <laughs> And that's a Bloody Disgusting podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com or on Twitter at Haunted Meg. Xena can be found on her own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name or at Lovely Xena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. And for even more content and rewards, check us out on Patreon.com slash BeDisgustingPod. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Zena. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, and watch something you love. Just make sure it's something bloody. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but... Feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles. From bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's Nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's K-N-I-X dot com.